la la, you know I only eat duck confit on feet. Ooh, duck confit on feet. What? This is a comedy podcast, a comedy podcast, a comedy bump. It might not be the moment you were waiting for, but it is in fact a moment. This is the comedy podcast. I'm your host, James Hammond, recording this live from the pop-up trailer in my driveway out front of my house. Um, that's where most driveways are. Kind of self-explanatory. You know where you know driveways? Those things that people park in out front of their house? You know, people know driveways. You generally don't have to explain that to people unless they were raised in the Alps or something and didn't have a lot of driveways. It's like, you mean the goat, the place where the goats park? <laughs> anyway, this is the comedy podcast. The point of this whole show is I am a stand-up comedian. As well, many other things. New dad, rapper, entertainer painter you know just doing all kinds of stuff just to avoid having a full-time job my right folks you know who wants to do that i think i was saying earlier i don't mind working any job as long as you can do it two three days a week because when you're doing it five six it just it eats at your brain you're like i can't do it like five that's your whole life and this wraps around it anyway before i get off track here um this whole show the point of it is i go over old comedy pads where i've done some writing just written down these crazy thoughts and i reread them. I kind of see what's there. I add to them. I brainstorm. Just give some flights of fancy, fancy to them. Flights of fancy. All in the attempts to make you guys laugh. And to get something I could possibly bring to stage. Or work on to then bring to stage. So this is like the creation of jokes for stand-up comedians. For me at least. This is one of my processes. I think of them. I write them down. And then I kind of breathe them to life. So as always, the show is brought to you by copious amounts of lovely Greenleaf Creeper. Now, this episode is also brought to you by Death Bubba. The last time I had a little bit too much, so this time I'm going to moderate. Make sure to moderate, folks. Enjoy, but always moderate. That's the kind of the rule, the golden rule, isn't it? Moderation makes it happen. Got my French press here. That's a good French press, eh? Those guys, the French, <laughs> they mastered the coffee there. It's great. I didn't think there was anything better than French presses until uh, my sister showed me um, this Italian way where they, they, they brewed a percolator, like a bruise up from the bottom. It was awesome. It was delicious. I'm like, this is going to be better than the French press? I don't know. I think the French know coffee better than Italians. I guess it's been like half the wars. In the history of the planet, it's just been between the French and the Italian trying to prove it was better coffees, you know? Then, like, you know, other countries team up. Like, England's like, I think France has the best coffee. I'm teaming up with them. Portugal's like, I got to go with Spain. They got good coffee, you know? The Dutch play both sides. Like, we'll drink both coffee. Whoever wins, we'll drink the coffee of the winner. We don't mind, you know? <laughs> it's the way it was, man, but, yeah, it's good stuff. It's good stuff. Actually, uh, all right, first joke, guys, here at the Comedy Pod Podcast. It's interesting. Sometimes, uh, ah, joke's stupid, eh? I'm a specialist, specialist, less special, you're not special, specialist, someone says they're a specialist at something, right, it's like a special less, that's what it sounds like, so are you special at it? I'm less than special, so you're a specialist, yeah, yeah. Because if you were just like super special at what you did, you'd just be like, I'm the best. I'm awesome. But you're like, nah, I'm a specialist. It's like, I'm just a little bit less than special, but you're going to get what you pay for. It's good stuff, you know? You go to a, a surgeon, he's like, yes, don't worry, I'm a specialist at a, at a heart surgery. It's like, well, I want the guy who's better than you. Oh, yeah, yeah, he's really good. I'm, a, <laughs> I'm just a little bit less special than him. That's why I'm free. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Specialist could work. Anyway, uh, I think cowards 
need to start being more cowardly. You know? It's just how it is. Own it. I'm personally not a coward. I'm rather brave, heroic when I get the chance. I actually look for chances to be a hero more so than I need. Probably, you know, situations do not need a hero. And I come running in like, who needs a hero? I'll save the day. You know? Always wanted to be hand solo or like, you know, couldn't couldn't help. Always wanted to be a hero sometimes. But anyway, I think if you are a coward, you really need to own it. Just start being more cowardly. You know, always, always people always get in shunned, you know, for being coward. I think they need to have as much respect as anyone else, right? So if you're born cowardly, just own it and be like, hey, I am who I am. If I see someone getting beat up, I am not going to do anything. I'm going to run away. People saying racist comments in the, in the coffee shop, I just nod my head and go, uh-huh, oh, yeah. Instead of saying something, you know, that kind of cowardly shit. But uh, yeah, just own it. If you, that's who you are, just be who you are. Maybe the LGBT could have a C at the end, right? Gay, lesbian, bi, trans, cowards. <laughs> could work out. Maybe? I don't know. There's something there? Is there something there? <laughs> it's funny. Um, as soon as uh, the pastor or reverend says, Till death do you part at a wedding, it's like firing a gun into your face to see who's going to die first. Right? Till death do us part. <laughs> Till death do us part. Oh, technical difficulty. So as soon as a pastor or a reverend says, Till death do you part at a wedding, I feel like it's firing... It's like the firing gun for a race to see who's going to die first, right? Until death do you part and pff, who's going to die first? Until death do you part, go, right? Just <laughs> two old bitter 75-year-olds competing like, I'm not losing this. You know, I'm not losing this one. Until death do you part. That's a horrible thing to say at a wedding. Until death do you part. Who came up with that one? I heard the natives had this thing where every seven years... Well, some native group. It's funny. There's so many different native groups. And people go, oh, yeah, the natives did this. And it's like, I bet some of them did. Maybe some of them didn't. But no, no, the natives did it. You know, the natives used bow and arrows. It's like, yeah, I'm sure some of them used freaking hammers or threw stones and did other shit. You know, but no, it's, anyway, we, we always just hate the natives of this. But I did hear some native groups every seven years would assess their uh, marriage. So they'd be married to someone. Seven years in, they go, how's this working? If it's working well, they go, okay, let's keep going. If it's not, they go, uh... Let's call it quits. We're, we're not going to pull this off. Oh, crap. It's starting to rain. All right. Uh, give me one second, folks. I got, that's what I was worried about. It's going to start to rain. I got to go roll up the windows to my car. I just paid money to get the motor rear vehicle assembly replaced. And I'm not doing it again. That's some expensive shit. You know when there's that many words in the piece you're replacing on your car? It's going to be at least more than 100 bucks. It's more than I can afford right now. This po podcast hasn't rocketed me off to starting yet, but it's it's on the way. Anyway, give me one second, folks. I'll be right back. All right, there we go. I am back. Rolled the car window up. Got grabbed by the wife, who was just putting the child, Reina, my lovely daughter, back to bed. I gave her a hug. Just gave my daughter a hug and uh, started to give her a little blessing before night. And she started crying, you know? It's the opposite of what you're going for when you give your child a blessing, like... All right, I you know I pray that Raina has a good night's sleep or you know just amazing dreams. Or ah, it's like jeez. All right, it's nothing next time. I'm just gonna try doing the blessings in my head. I don't know. Yeah, it's not the effect you want on your kid. You know, hey, have a nice day, Raina. Ah! <laughs> just blessings, blessings. Oh man, yeah. I used to want a kid having nightmares. I used to have horrible nightmares. Oh my god, you guys ever have nightmares? Text me, or text me, text me right now, your nightmares, your worst ones. No, I uh, give me an email, jameshammondcomedy at hotmail.com. It's James and then Hammond with two M's. 
And then uh, comedy at hotmail or gmail.com. Tell me a nightmare. I had the worst. I used to have the worst ones, man. Right? You'd be inside and getting chased. You couldn't even open your eyes. No, you'd open your eyes and you'd still be in the freaking dream. And like, I got to get out of this. And you, you knew you were dreaming, but you couldn't escape. And it was terrifying. It was just like, why is this built into the human body? Like nightmares are strange, are a strange thing. The fact that we all dream, and most of us have had a nightmare, makes you think that it's an important experience, right? We all got to kind of <laughs> look deep into our nightmare. Like, okay, what do they mean? And you still want to analyze them because they're terrifying. I've had some very scary ones. Um, I don't know, maybe I'll do a whole episode, a Halloween version. Comedy podcast, funny nightmares. Make jokes about my nightmares, yeah. All right, what's a crazy one? Um, actually, no, I won't get into this right now. Here's a nightmare. Me doing that on the podcast, am I right? No one wants to hear your dreams. People just want to talk about their dreams. That's all it is. Whenever someone's like, hey, I had a dream, I'm always like, I actually like listening to people's dreams. But I'd say most people just go, oh, yeah, well, I had a dream that was like this. It's just anytime you talk to anyone, you go, oh, yeah, I was walking down the street the other, the other day. And they go, oh, really? I was actually walking down the street the other day, and I saw... Something better than the thing that you're about to say. It's like, oh, cool. You know, that's just most interactions. Unless you're friends with comedians, then it's awesome. I got a lot of comedian friends. They're funny. Actually got funny shit to say. Say interesting things. And conspiracy-minded people. I like comedians and conspiracy-minded people. Those are my two favorite people to talk with. People who is more open-minded than other people. Give it a go. Go hang out at a comedy club or a conspiracy club. There's no conspiracy clubs. There should be. That'd be hilarious. I'd go watch that. It's a place where people go and talk about conspiracies live on stage. Like stand-up, you know? You could open with some comedy and then get to the big the big conspiratorial guy at the end. That'd be cool. That'd be really cool. You know, the government just, you know, drops AIDS bombs on the whole thing and we freaking, we're donezo. That's the problem with having any kind of revolution. If you have like 20 like-minded people in the same spot, if you get busted or taken over, then it's done, right? That's why you got to stay fragmented. You know, two people over here, two people over there. You can't really get together at once because the government's just like, oh, yeah, sweet. I've been planning a revolution for a while. No, I actually haven't. I'm, that's a joke. But I, I did always want to have my face on a shirt like Che Guevara. So who knows? Maybe one day I'll get my face on that shirt. Revolution. It's funny. I heard the revolution will not be televised. I've heard that. I think Martin Luther King or Malcolm X, one of those guys said that. The revolution will not be televised. But apparently it will be grammatically correct, you know, and on Facebook, you know. That's where the real revolution is going to be is on on Facebook posts and Twitter feeds and Instagrams. Because uh, uh, the one in real life, uh, it's just too intense. Let's just do it from our homes. Right? I actually made a post years ago, maybe two years ago, all about how, you know, it was like the corporate takeover, connections with CEOs and politicians. And I was, you know, really getting to this post. And I'm like, you know, they're causing the utter destruction of the world as we know it. And my friend's like, I think you meant like... It, it, the world as we knew it, not as we know it. I'm like, that's actually grammatically incorrect. I'm like, buddy, I'm trying to make a poignant post here about the state of the world. I don't need you sitting here pointing out my grammar and corrections, right? I swear one of the first, you know, serial killers was probably someone who just went after people who corrected grammar. Those people are annoying. Actually, there's an apostrophe at the end of the S. I mean... It made sense back in the day when everyone was just illiterate. You know, you'd have to correct people's grammar. But if you don't got the grammar now... It's because you don't need it, right? You got the computers doing it all for you, right? So you don't have to correct freaking people's grammar. It's annoying. And you know what it means. And he's like, oh, this is the worst. I sent my buddy a message once. And I was like, what are you doing today? And I'm a little dyslexic. And I look and I thought it was the right word, but it was uh, toe. It said T-O-W instead of two, T-W-O, or two-day. 
you know, actually, wait, sorry, that's not the right way to spell either one. You spelled today, T-O-D-A-Y, but I spelled it T-O-W-D-A-Y, today. And my buddy sent me a message back. He's like, what the hell are you talking about, man? I have no idea what you mean, today? I'm like, dude, figure it out, today, right? Is there some kind of holiday where everyone goes around towing? You know, tow truck drivers, it's just like the one day tow truck drivers can tow any car regardless of where they're parked. Tow day, you want to go out for tow day and celebrate it? Just sit at the park and watch tow truck drivers tow people. No, it doesn't exist. You knew I meant today, right? And then people are just dicks sometimes because they are grammar Nazis, right? Or they feel it's like disrespectful. You know, it's disrespectful to actually send me a message with incorrect grammar in it or incorrect spelling. You're like, buddy, I'm dyslexic, okay? I can't, <laughs> I can barely spell my name without thinking about it. You know, I, I still to this day have to count on my fingers what month I was born in. August, January, February, March, April, May, June, July, August 8th. 8th or 9th. I'm always like, is it the 8th or the 9th? And I know right now that the 8th is August and the 9th is September, but give me like 25 minutes. I'm going to try at the end, see if I can figure it out quicker then. But it's just my whole life. It's been like that. I still do it to this day. Got to count on my freaking fingers what month I was born. The 8th. Yeah. January, February, March, April, May, June, July, August. August. Yeah. It's the 8th month. Anyway, any, any, any other finger counters out there? I think I, that's what we got hands for. Never needed a calculator since you had hands. Right? So God made hands. So you didn't need an abacus. Am I right? An abacus. I'm glad I missed those days in school. That'd suck. <laughs> Using an abacus. <laughs> or maybe it'd be cool. I don't know. Maybe it'd be cool. Anyway, who's out there smoking today? Let's get a little bit more into this. We gotta have a little bit of zest in our chest to have some fun. And it is Saturday night. called zest in your chest right there folks merry christmas comedy podcast all right i'm going to this old pad right here it says wise on it on the top of it wise i think my dad gave it to me my girlfriend very similar people they look very similar no they don't they're very good that was just ridiculous but uh they give me similar gifts very <laughs> I trust me, they don't. But um, yeah, it says wise in it, so I'm like, did my girlfriend give this to me or my dad, right? And I write jokes in it, so you know, you get a notepad that says wise in it. Like, who am I? What? Like, am I gonna? Should I start writing a, like the Bible too or something? Or is oh, you know what? I'll just be a philosopher. Start scrolling down this. Okay, whenever I meet a taxi driver from a war-torn country, I always wonder who's driving people around there. You know? <laughs> uh, that's not that funny, I guess. Actually, you ever hear of these dudes? All right, some in Montreal about five years ago, I heard of this guy who threw acid on their ex-girlfriend's face after uh, they broke up with him. Like, so their girlfriend cheated on him, and this guy gets all heartbroken and pissed off, and he just, like, throws the acid in their face. Right? Have you ever tried holding a boombox in front of their window? I mean, how does romance work in the place where this dude's from, right? It's like, remember, son, if a woman ever disrespects you, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta ask her to go back out with you. No, no, no. You gotta make her apologize. No, no, no. What I gotta, you throw acid directly in her face. It's the only thing you can do. It's horrible, man. I mean, I feel horrible for anyone who's ever had that happen to him, but I mean, who was this guy's dad? Like reptile from Mortal Kombat? If you see a girl, you must throw acid in her face. It's like, Jesus, come on, you know? <laughs> Ever try 
Ever tried with chocolates and roses? You know, it's like, yes, hey, can you put acid on the chocolates and the roses and then they eat them, they'll burn their mouth. It's like, Dad, why are you why are you obsessed with putting acid in everything? I don't know. I'm just, ever since I left my fighting days and the Mortal Kombat video game, I have just haven't been throwing acid at enough people. Right, that's my impre- impression of Reptile, the character from Mortal Kombat, uh, in his later years. Um, pretty spot on, I think. Where would Sub-Zero be? Where would all the Mortal Kombat... Would that be a show? Where would all the Mortal Kombat characters be now? After the fact. Scorpion sells insurance. Or he's a a heart surgeon. (laughs) Yeah, Scorpion's a heart surgeon. Sub-Zero is a landscaper. Strangely enough, he, like, assaults driveways. And, um... Or maybe he, like, works at, like, bringing, you know, uh, cold climates to warm places, you know? He's uh, some kind of hero. Liu Kang is uh probably working at like a dumpling place i assume or what would luke kang be doing uh selling bicycles yeah luke kang he's selling bicycles sonya blade is most likely uh what do i see sonya blade doing she's probably doing johnny cage am i right goro he's gonna be a juggler goro's like yeah i had to ever since they made fighting illegal after Mortal Kombat, we uh, got to got to get into juggling, you know. Nothing better, but he only does three balls. Like no one's impressed. Like Gora, what the hell? This guy sucks at juggling. He's got four arms. He's only juggling three balls. Hey, I'm new at this. I used to fight. <laughs> Johnny Cage, what's he's doing? He's just like a model for uh, Walmart. Yeah, he's a Walmart model. Hey, how's it going, Johnny Cage? Walmart model. Check out my new shades from the Mart. Makes it cool again. Makes it cool to shop at Walmart. Johnny Cage. This is, uh, if you're just tuning in, if you if you just started the podcast and skipped forward, I'm just going over what, um, where are the Mortal Kombat characters now? You know? Who knows? Maybe next I'll do Street Fighter. Who else was there anyway? Jesus. Liu Kang. Johnny Cage. Scorpion. Sub-Zero. Wolverine. No. <laughs> Wolverine. Was he in there? No. Wolverine wasn't. Uh, damn it. I can't remember. I ain't Googling this. I'm not Googling this. Anytime I Google something, I, I, I feel it gets a loss for my brain. Every time I go, okay, I got to Google this. It's like, oh, your brain just lost. Google one million, your brain four. Right now, I like to recall stuff. So what were the characters? I can remember it. Liu Kang. Raiden. Oh, yeah, Raiden. What's, he's he's working for Hydro. Just <laughs> bringing power to people's homes. You know, that could be cool. Or he's, uh, then, so you got Raiden. Melina or Katana? Were those in it? Were those two chicks in it? Oh, they're probably doing porn or something. Some weird stuff. They didn't have a lot of guidance. Shao Sung. Shao Sung, what's he doing? Shao, come on down to Shao Sung's. Sounds like a fun place to go. Come on down to Shao Sung's Fun Shack. It's like a Chuck E. Cheese, but like an Asian, you know, Chinese Chuck E. Cheese. That's what Shao Sung's doing. Your soul is mine. To give fun to down at Chow Sung's Fun House. You know, just ball pits. You know, all that cool stuff. It'd be a, be a good time, I think. Yeah. Uh, I've been a bot. Okay, I'm moving on from there. Mortal Kombat. Where are the, That's where the Mortal Kombat characters are. Comedy podcast. What's up? Where do you think they are? If you got something better, I'll share it next week. Uh, hit me up. James Hammond Comedy. Hotmail. Or gmail.com. Send me a voice message. Uh, a written message. In a language I understand, preferably. Um, it's hard to... I don't understand German or Swedish. 
but uh, English preferably. If you're typed in that, that'd be great. And I'll yeah, I'll read out what your um, what you think the Mortal Kombat characters are doing right now. But okay, moving on to another joke. I think being a boss would be great. I actually think I'd be a great boss. My organizational skills are not that good, but I've been told I'm a natural born yeller. You know, a little bit of a loud guy, but um, you know, a little bit of a leader, a little bit of a leader, but way better at yelling. I wanted to be a singer, but the music industry is a tough nut to crack. So I figured yelling is pretty much uh, bad singing, you know? So I'm a shoo And to be a boss, you just got to yell. I've, I've had so many bosses like that, shitty yelly bosses. They're like, okay, if I yell more, that's going to make them work harder, right? He's coming, what's everyone doing? Oh, come on. And meanwhile, the productivity just goes down. Everyone's like, oh, God, he's in here. Second that the boss is in there, you're just like, I don't, you start screwing up because he's staring at you behind your shoulder like well what's going on i had this one boss he was just like i, I never he never even spoke to me but one of my co-workers was like anytime he comes in just make it look like you're working just move if you're moving you're good if you're not moving i'll call you on it so uh one time he comes in and i just literally pick up the closest item to me and start hitting it against this piece of sheet metal that was in front of me is that a, a metal recycling plant metro recycling and i start hitting this thing ding 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 he comes in he's like good stuff guys good stuff and he just walks off and i look down i'm whole everyone starts laughing They're like nice hammer and i looked down i'm holding a screwdriver i was just hitting the, the the sheet metal with a screwdriver and the guy didn't notice right so a shitty boss not the best boss but he was all right actually you know being a boss natural born yeller <laughs> Hey, how's it going? I was always that kid in school. You know, everyone would be talking, but the teacher would say, James, stop talking. I'm like, why is it just me? You know? We need a group. You know, yellers, loud people, like, because I'm just loud by nature. I came out of the womb just freaking singing the national anthem, like Pavarotti. Oh, you know, I just, I'm a loud guy. Can be, I mean, I feel like, I think in my heart of hearts, I'd be a good ninja. But I mean, when I look at it realistically, I know I would not be the greatest at it, right? Just too loud. I got vocals. You know, I'd be like, <laughs> I'd be doing my own like sneak up ninja music. Like, what's that noise? You hear, you hear that strange like weird ninja sneak up music coming from the rafters? What is that? Ding 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 ding. Just me up there sneaking around, but I have to make the music because it's it's part of it. If you were a ninja, I think. Never been, probably never will. Too late in my life to start being a ninja. I feel it's like you can't start doing parkour in your thirties. Yeah. And that's the first step if you want to be a ninja. I mean, I used to do parkour, but you can't restart it. Restarting doing parkour in your 30s. You're like, you know, I just don't like my kneecaps. They pissed me off the other day. I'm saying goodbye to them for good. I'm doing parkour, right? Just like people who are a little bit suicidal, but don't have the guts to actually end it, right? It's, that's what parkour is. No, I'm just joking. I love parkour. It's so cool. Just used to spend hours watching those videos. Anyway. I feel like I've talked about parkour in here. Let's get to another joke. Yeah. Uh, some battle rap stuff. So I was watching a history documentary on the flat earth. No, I'm just joking. On China. And in this, in this one, archaeologists uh, said that they were digging around and they found a bunch of dead noble kings and queens. And I guess they could tell that the, they were, you know, royals because of their dental health. It was better than all the other corpses that they found at the area. You know, archaeologists are kind of strange. Whenever they go out there, just like, I hope I find a dead person. That's a that's a strange attitude to have. Like them and like necrophiliacs are like the two same, two and the same. 
You know, just one's got a degree and the other's got a shovel and a zesty grin on their face all the time. Like, <laughs> But um, yeah, so they found these nobles and they could tell the ones that were the royals because they had better dental health. And apparently they were all killed brutally, right? Just there was a, So they assumed there was a revolution. And, you know, every time I watch any documentary, you know, they have scientists adding the date, you know, so... <laughs> They're always like, there's this time and day, this is when it happens. But anyway, these royals were killed, and the scientists deduced that the people uh, teamed up, and uh, you know there was poor crop production they based on the amount of ash in the atmosphere, and they they stoned and killed all the nobles. Except one, this is the craziest, one of them was found with a horn, a ram horn, or sorry, a cow horn shoved up their butt. And who is that guy, right? Like, yeah, everyone, we're standing up against the royals. Finally, we can all live free and be happy. It's like, yes, we can get food that they were hoarding away. And one last thing, you know, Gus comes up. I'm I like, buddy, what are you doing? I, I'm just jamming this horn up the queen's bum. It's like, why? She she was a bitch. It's like, yeah, but can't you just, like, you know, throw stones at them like everyone else? It's like, nah, 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 I'm taking it a step further. I got to use this cow horn for something. I figure this is what it was. it's meant for, you know? All I'm saying, if we could learn from history, is that if we are going to rise up and have a revolution as a people and take out the royals, let's not jam weird cow horns up their butts. Because that's not, it's just going to lead to more violence. we got to find a new way to do it. But I guess it worked in the Chinese situation for a while. But then their family probably, you know, hit off in the mountains. We're like, we're going to come back and get revenge. That's what always happens. You go hide in the mountains for 100 years, build up a strong family, come back and get revenge. This is a classic historical scenario. Hide in the mountains, come back, seek revenge. So it's it's why you can't do stuff that way. It's not a it's not good, you know. But uh revolution's great though. Eh? Keep makes the world go around. Get it? A revolution cuz it goes around. Oh, that's a classic one-liner. Big bang boom boom doom ching. Badoom ching. I meant badoom ching. Badoom ching. Uh, Alright, you know, I think I'm going to go to a different booklet of sorts. Comedy podcast, the comedy podcast, the comedy woo. Alright, so, next book here. Oh, I was just on that one. We'll go to, okay, we're digging deep here. Going to an old booklet. 2015. A 2015-er, I believe. So yeah, getting uh, offended is <laughs> funny. Was that a show once? Um, no, I can't do that. I'm gonna save that for. That's actually a good joke for stage. All right, have you ever fed a bird that immediately looked to your right and seen a homeless guy with a sign that reads "homeless need money for food"? What's that dude's problem? You know. And then you go back to that bird. <laughs> I think the sign could be better, you know. If you're sitting there on the street with all of your belongings and you're obviously homeless, you know, and I believe him. You didn't need the sign. You know, he actually could have spent the money. F and the sign was nice. This guy had, like, a laminated sign. So I guess he was he was like, you know what? If I'm going to be homeless, I'm going to laminate the sign. And I don't think being homeless is funny, but this is what happened to me. I make fun of a lot of rich people, CEOs. If I see something funny in the homeless world, I'm going to make fun of that, too. So just how it is. Um, if you're offended, I'm offended that you're offended. So don't worry about it. Or even... And uh, just say that. Anytime anyone says, I'm offended, you go, oh, yeah, well, I'm actually offended that you're offended. So we're, we're equal. We, you've, you've pissed me off just as much. But, uh, yeah. you know. So my first thought after feeding this bird and seeing this homeless guy was like, what's wrong with this guy? Can't he, can he work? Like, I wonder how hungry, hungry he really is, you know? There is a bird right here, right, you know? He could 
he's really hungry he'd be eating pigeons that's what i was i was actually thinking i was in a bad mood that day i guess like why doesn't he eat the pigeons you know there's so many pigeons here in toronto why doesn't he eat, eat the pigeons start a fire in a trash can cook a pigeon but we only do that with humans you know when you feed birds you don't need any evidence as to why the bird needs the food right but this homeless guy felt like i need to prove tell people i'm homeless They're like we just look at me like ah he's a drug addict it's like no i'm just homeless and i need food and i'm gonna put a sign up because people think i'm a drug addict so i have to tell him i need it for food so he's, so he's like here's a sign for food and we're like all right there you go when you see birds, you just throw them food. Or squirrels, you give them nuts for free. You don't need to know that, like, they're not degenerate animals. Like, all those squirrels could be taking those nuts, bringing them to, like, the squirrel nut drug dealer and, like, trading it to him for whatever, you know, bark of some tree that gets you buzzed as a squirrel or something. You know, you don't know what's going on, right? But we just feed the birds and the squirrels and go, ah, yeah, they need the food. It's good. You see a homeless guy, like, hmm, I don't know if I can give him money for food. He might spend it on drugs. And if he does spend it on drugs... Maybe that's what he likes to eat. Maybe that is his nourishment, you know? Just like, the, okay, look, I've tried broccoli. I tried Brussels sprouts. I had a steak. My favorite form of food is just raw heroin, you know? This on a sandwich, right? That's, um... And it's funny. Whenever you see people feeding birds, after, like, they throw bread at them, they don't go, hey, bird, why don't you get a job, you know? Or, like, if a squirrel comes up, like, like, you got a nut, or, like, you know, a goose comes up, or a duck, like, looking for bread at a park, you're not, like damn bird why don't you go get a job filthy bird people treat the homeless like shit you know i don't know i feel like if i was homeless so i would be in the the forest right that's the best spot to be as a homeless dude i think i don't know i assume or under a bridge or the sewer systems could be good too i've always felt like the sewer systems are not being used to their full potential you know give me a sec all right it started raining a bit more and I had to close those windows up in the old trailer a lot of technical difficulties today on the show normally it doesn't happen on the podcast but uh yeah birds feeding birds first feeding homeless people I think is what I was talking about uh oh yeah I was thinking if your name is Cornelius Cornelius and your family's not rich they messed up right somehow somehow like you never met a, 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 a hobo named Cornelius hey my name is Cor. Hey, how's it going, buddy? You spare change? Spare change? Yeah, sure. What's your name? Cornelius, you know? And they never have British accents. I don't think I've ever met a British homeless guy. Have you, Has anyone? An actual British homeless person. Someone send me a, an email if you have, or a message, James Hammond Comedy. I need to know, because I'm in my head, I'm like, I've never actually met one. A Brit, like, maybe that's the thing. There's no British homeless dudes. Like, it's part of the whole white privilege thing, I guess, right? You never met an English dude like, Yes, hello, I've been on the streets now for 13 years, just pitter-pattering away, it's been pretty tough. But, you know, it's like, no, you never hear that. It's always like, ah, grizzled. Maybe it's like they've smoked so much, or like they just, their lack of good food or diet has like made their voice raspy, so they go from British to like, oh, it's just someone talk like this now. I don't know, that's crazy, though. Or Chalmers, you never meet any, any poor people named Chalmers, right? You ever been in a laundromat talking to somebody? What's your name? Don. What's your name? Tony. Maria. What's up? You know, what's your name? Chalmers. I'm here at the the laundromat doing my laundry. My name's Chalmers. Very fancy, right? You never met homeless guys with French names either, like a Pierre. Yes, how we? My name is Pierre. <laughs> and I've met at least five homeless dudes, you know, uh, in my life, so I know a lot, right? I think, uh... <laughs> Uh, anyway, homeless people. What am I going on about? It sucks. Actually, this is an interesting uh, story. Maybe I'll leave on this one. Once I was going to uh, to see some 
some person talk at some conference. It was pretty lame. But anyway, it was the first time I I was going to something like that in the city. It was, And I went to my buddy Mike at the time. I haven't seen him for a bit. What up, Mike, if you're listening? And I dressed up nice. I had, like, you know, nice shoes on, nice pants, uh, not dirty, no dirt on it, you know, washed very good, smelt well, smelt very well, you know? And I uh, had a lot of zest in my chest that day, too. It was good. And, uh, yeah, I was just uh, dressed up nice, gelled hair, and I was looking better than normal. My buddy Mike's like, dude, you're looking good. I'm like, thanks, man. Yeah, he's like, spiffy, right? Like, hell yeah, you know? You know, you're going to bump elbows with this with this conference, you know? No one, really, but you know, I thought it was would have been awesome. Anyway, we're walking downtown Toronto we, towards the place, and we walk by this McDonald's. We grab something, and as we're walking out, we, we go up the street about 5, 10 feet, and this dude... He's sitting leaning against his wall. He's like, hey, you. And my buddy Mike's like, me? And he's like, no, you. And he point, looks at me. I'm like, me? He's like, yeah. He's like, I know you. I'm like, dude, he's like, yeah, you're my buddy, eh? You're my buddy Don. I'm like, what? He's like, you used to be right here where I was sitting. I'm like, no, no. He's like, yeah, then you got out. I'm like, what? He's like, yeah, you used to be homeless, but you got out. You made enough, and you got out. And my buddy Mike just starts laughing. He's like, dude, you dressed up so nice, and this guy still thinks you look homeless. He's like, he could just smell through it. Like, it doesn't matter how you dress. Like, you just put off a homeless vibe. I'm like, no way. Like, so, like, somehow I was dressed well. I could have been going to an interview at, you know, one of those Fortune 500 companies or the TD big bank building, you know, a stock market kind of job. No, I, I was just going to this thing. I was dressed my nicest, but this guy saw through it. He's like, that's not you, man. You used to be homeless. And I never have been homeless, but he thought I had been. And he started falling behind us, being like, yo, come back, man. Come chill. Come back to your roots. He was like telling me to come back to it, which is a crazy thing. Because if you were homeless and you had a friend who was homeless and then you saw him in a suit walking down the street, wouldn't you be happy for him? You'd be like, oh, man, he got out. He got out of the life. No, this guy was like, oh, man, you forgot your roots. Forgot where you came from. Get back, man. He was, he was like angry that I left that like he was angry that the person he thought I was left the homeless world. If that makes any sense. I don't know. I'm rambling on a bit there, but it was a crazy situation. It was funny. I wish I just stayed and talked to that dude. I mean, like, where do you know me from? Like, how do you, why do you think I'm this guy? But I went to this conference and it was, yeah, it was an interesting time. I don't even remember. Oh yeah. It was some guy from the Simpsons. It was actually good. Mike Reese. I think it was. No, that was the next year. It was something funny. It was something interesting. Anyway, you know what? I feel like that's been a uh, pretty interesting. A lot of, I had a couple funny stories, a couple new ones. If there's anything that stands out to you, you thought it made you chuckle a bit more than the rest. Give me a message. James Hammond comedy at hotmail.com. That's or James Hammond comedy at uh, ebombsworld.com. No, <laughs> James Hammond comedy at uh, gmail.com. Or hit me up um, just on any of these sites with messages. You know, I don't know how communication works, but yeah, let me know if anything worked out better than the rest, just so I can kind of get an idea of what's working for you out there. The listeners, or just message me directly if you know me. I'm, I might be on the Facebook, you probably do. And um, I am booking shows if you want a comedian to come and perform for you. I am booking shows uh, right now. So hit me up if you'd like something like that. And uh, yeah, once again, thanks for listening. This might not have been the moment you were waiting for, but it was, in fact, a moment. I've been James Hammond. This has been the Comedy Podcast. Thanks for listening. Have a great night. Bum, 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 ping, bum, 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 bing, 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 bum,